You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The content of this program is sponsored by the Sativa Talk podcast. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More or the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Welcome to another episode of Sativa Talk Podcast, where we have blunt conversations. We like to talk about cannabis, of course, whether you are a vet, newbie, or just curious, we got you covered. And we will get into some lifestyle entrepreneurship as well. Now today, y'all know I'm all about numerology. Keep that in there, Wesley. Uh, we are celebrating episode seven. Now seven relates to intuition, inner wisdom, creative expression, communication, positivity, kindness, and awakening your third eye. The number seven represents fullness in life. This number is the number of perfection. This is much like the seven wonders of the world, seven days of the week, and more. The number seven also suggests completeness. It is one of the secret numbers we see that is a symbol of perfection and a symbol of eternal life. So with that being said, in in the spirit of the number seven, I want to bring in my very special guest. Um, this is one third of the few. This is the DJ to the Wake Up Squad on Power 88. She is a entrepreneur out here in these streets and she is one of my closest friends. So without further ado, everybody welcome in Not A Boy DJ. Hi. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I needed more. <laughs> I just need a little more. What's up? What's going on, Miss Angie? So I'm happy that you've made your way around here. We're going to get into what you've been getting into. But before we go any further, I would like to give a thanks to my sponsor, the Business Entertainment West. They are in the business of providing entertainment on the West Coast. You can find them on Instagram at bizentwest underscore Vegas and tell them thank you for bringing Angie T back to the airways. So back to you, not a boy DJ. So, um, and that's not a boy DJ. I know I say it real fast because I probably done said her name about a thousand times. So it just it's a run on for me. Um, so for anyone that's new to you, any of my listeners, where did that name come from? Um, hmm. well, the easiest way for me to explain it is that most DJs are in fact boys or men. So I was like, hey, I'm not a boy and I'm a DJ. So. I felt like that would be nice and simple for people to remember mm. and pretty uh, relevant to the industry. Mm-hmm. I know when you introduce yourself, people are like, what? What? It's, mm. it's a conversation piece, too. So, Oh, yeah. It goes deep. Mm-hmm. And so you, not only do you DJ, though, you also have another business? I do. I have a tea business. I sell organic loose leaf teas. Mm-hmm. And the name of that business is Supernatural Nia. Nia being the fifth principle in Kwanzaa. And it means purpose. Girl, this time I didn't yeah. <laughs> well, look at that. I thought Nia was like a middle name of a grandmother or something. Okay. <laughs> you know what? We ain't that close after all. <laughs> Not fair, though, because I feel like I don't... It's hard to feel like to confidently say, I know you. Just you are just one of those people. You just... You think you know how she's going to do or say, and then she does the complete opposite. So that's... Exciting. Technically... <laughs> 
I know. Toxic. <laughs> so before we get into lifestyle and entrepreneurship, because we also had an experience in California for the pre-Grammy that we want to talk about, um, that's going to be more of the entrepreneurship because this is something that uh, we both feel that's important to talk about because there's a lot of people that kind of look and be like, oh, you guys are doing great. But also there are some ups and downsides to this industry. So we'll definitely get into that. Now, y'all know I got to go ahead and get my uh, weed news out the way. There was actually a federal judge that rules a gun ban for uh, cannabis smokers un- unconstitutional. So right now, under current federal law, people who use cannabis are prohibited from owning and purchasing firearms because a, they are listed as an unlawful user or an addict to a controlled substance. The ban applies to all cannabis users, including those who use marijuana products, and they are, uh, even if it's legal in the state. So as of right now, if you have a medical card for cannabis, you legally cannot go and purchase a firearm. So I think that it is about time to turn that around because, baby, if you can buy a drink, I guarantee you more people have probably gotten... Have hmm, I'm just saying how I feel. I guarantee you more people probably got a shot when they was drinking than when they were smoking. So, you have nothing to say to that? Girl, I hate all of the laws. Okay. I'm very anti-law, so don't ask me for any suggestions or opinions about laws. Okay. You do know that about me. That's fair. I mean, okay. It's all nonsense. Yeah. Like you said, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And this is another story that I felt that did not make sense, but ooh-wee, I wish I had my tea to sip. 24 people were actually indicted for cross-country marijuana distribution and money laundering conspiracies. Um, so basically, you know, they were arrested for weed distribution um, via FedEx, UPS, U- USPS, whatever the case may be. They're actually facing some very serious charges, some even life imprisonment. Uh, this particular operation has been under investigation for about six years. And the ages ranging from the people who were arrested were 29 to 70 years, lo- 70 years old. Uh, their life will definitely change forever. And I think this is a direct result of... Um, uh, what Kanye say the system working effectively it is legal in some states but some states is not so those who are infected by uh, those who are affected by the war on drugs and, and cannabis who have records and haven't been able to get it sealed or whatever the case is are still fighting while the corporations have been ushered right on in to do their thing uh, though it's not legal federally so that's why you can't ship it from state to state but these people are going to pay with their life so when it does become federally legal are we now going to have to go through a whole nother reform bill again i mean i think we just need to get get a little real and biden where's the bill (laughs) baby you promised us some some legal stuff and it it ain't made its way but i am for him getting rid rid of the fees you saw that the travel fees and the resort fees the unnecessary fees Mm -mm. okay when this recent state of the union he wants to get rid of like i said unnecessary fees so i mean get rid of everything okay Everything in the divided states of America, okay? Because nothing's united here at all. You ain't lying, and we're all paying for it. And it's scary to think that you really, you know how you want to travel out of the country and stuff? Mm-hmm. You're like, I got to figure out what the laws are. You just go across the street to California, you better know what what's up. You ain't lying. <laughs> you ain't lying. Like, wow. So speaking of uh, knowing what's up, it is Black History Month. And so, um, of course, we're Black 365, probably Black shout out but do you feel like during black history month do you feel like that's a responsibility like you have to do something or do you what's your take on that um me personally no because I, I'm pretty pro-black all year mm. 
So, no, I respect everything that's happening. I try to still be uh, supportive of the events and things that's happening. It doesn't mm-hmm. bother me, but I don't feel any extra pressure to be extra black for February. <laughs> <laughs> then again, you be in your own world, so I don't, it would take a lot for somebody to actually pressure you to. Yeah. Okay. I don't really, you know, I don't fit in with the societal standards and norms. <laughs> I kind of do what I want when I feel like I want to do it. Well, that's fair. Well, I definitely try to patronize with my black businesses, even if it is just a little bit more, you know, it's all always nice to keep that dollar circulating just an extra minute even if for that much of time now you earlier have mentioned california and i think that california is one of the staples for the cannabis industry because a lot of people look to california and oregon to see what they're doing to see how they can compare and match the experience of cannabis um now our particular experience uh well side note i did go to a um a grand opening in West Hollywood. It's actually the only cannabis, uh, the dispensary on um, the strip. So that was kind of nice. That was cool to kind of hang out, see how Cali people do it. Way more relaxed. But um, but yeah, we were actually in California for a pre-Grammy situation. Yes, we were. Yeah. And so... Mm. Go ahead, tell <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, so well, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. So uh, all in all, I'm always going to make the best of something. Right. I'm always going to just figure it out and just whatever happens at the end is what's going to happen at the end. However, there were some technical difficulties. There were some red flags. Being in this industry as a host, as a DJ, that's why contracts are super important. That's why actually even connecting with the people that's booking you is equally important. Um, I think that we definitely were a little bit more lax than normal. So we get booked for this maybe two weeks before. Um, About three. About three, about three, okay. About three weeks before, and um, at the time there was no, you know, we we signed a contract, we had an agreement, and thinking everything is good, uh, we get to the day of, and all hell kind of broke loose. Um, at that point, the promoter was just basically like, "Hey, <laughs> you know, you, I'll pay you Monday." And you know what? That's not the first time I've ever I've ever heard of something like that happening. Maybe for me, because. It's the first time it ever happened to me personally, but yeah, that was that was quite the experience to the point where we did not we ended up not even performing that night, and so it was actually kind of weird because the whole night was just kind of like a bust, <laughs> throw it away. Yeah, ultimately, um, we really didn't even get the contract until like the week of. Um, it was it was just a lot of I think professional do's and don'ts that we did. Mm. And we shouldn't have, you know, in hindsight, you know, uh, even in the contract, we should have had the actual location that we were going to be staying at because they were uh, covering our accommodations. Mm -hmm. But we didn't find out where we were actually staying until we got there. So we're in beyond I was, that. I was the first to arrive in Cali and I'm just kind of at the beach like, um, I don't know where we're mm-hmm. going. Um, and another thing, we should have gotten a deposit, which is like number one in any type of, I think, engagement or business agreement. Uh, deposit is mandatory. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately, I feel like uh, the deal went bad on, on their end. But at the same time, we shouldn't have agreed to something that we knew from the beginning wasn't up to our standards. Mm-hmm. And there should have been more communication, um, like you said, with the actual promoters, as opposed to kind of letting a third party handle the arrangements Mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah. lessons learned. Absolutely. Hard lessons. Money learned. lost. <laughs> yeah. I think it was the fact of the type of event that it was. There was a lot of trust just circulating in the whole thing to where um, the thought of you not paying or you not doing what you said you was going to, what you signed this contract to do, it was no second thought about it. So it was just kind of like a lot of like, okay, well, it'll get handled, it'll get handled. And then it was like that the day before, and it's like, okay, no one's received hotel reservations. Like that pit in your, you know, that feeling in your gut is like, mm, this ain't going, you know, something ain't right. Um that uh yeah it, like you know that's what the contracts are for that is the importance of the contract um and there being repercussions that's another thing so when you do sign a contract generally it's like okay well if you don't then x y and z you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like literally reading over your contract as if somebody already has offended or you know has already violated something what is the repercussions of this it's extremely important to write this out word for word so that when you do need this now you're not scrambling now you're not wishing you shoulda coulda woulda you know it's already kind of got you covered maybe even consulting in a professional to write a blanket contract and just use that one moving forward you know mm-hmm. so um do you have that do you do you I have a contract that I use it's like a standard contract and then I just you know alter the date the location the time the yeah. pay maybe some rules or restrictions or whatever I feel like I need to add to it I will but I do have a standard one mm-hmm. yeah so definitely for sure um, important so and just being able to speak up like like you were saying like to the person who's actually going to pay you being able to speak to that individual to make sure there's no confusion about what's happening yeah yeah, I feel that this was important to address because uh, I know I had on my social media made a big deal about this. You know, I'm letting people pick out my dress. I'm posting flyers. I'm excited. And everybody's like cheering me on, sending me texts the day of. And, and then like afterwards, it was like, <laughs> I still have people left on red because they want to know. And I'm like, uh, we're going to make a public announcement soon. Yeah. And then even my friend is like, you should have been made a public announcement. I'm like, you know what? Let me work on I work on Nottable time so it'll happen when it's gonna happen absolutely but we do feel like we did we, we need to say something yeah we needed to mm-hmm. just being professional and not trying to necessarily throw anybody under the bus mm-hmm. um because I'm, I'm big on taking accountability for anything that i do and it, it would not happen again i'm okay with that yeah it happened it's okay <laughs> yeah uh, yeah absolutely absolutely and so um i think that you know our wins are loud and i have no problem with expressing and talking about you know something that i may have taken an l uh especially if this could help the next person now I'm not really concerned about what you know I feel like there's gonna be a couple people that's gonna call and be like well you should have listen baby I don't have time for what should have happened I got it now we so got like, it Yeah. make sure you got it yeah. hope each one teach one right you know what I'm saying like at this point make sure you got your, your deposit uh-huh. in advance yeah. your contracts are 100% like mm-hmm. airtight no if ands or buts no questions no confusions yeah. you know just yeah Absolutely. And so, um, like I said, I think it was the magnitude of the event. We were very excited about it. You know, we've all been working hard individually. So when we came together to make the few, and I got to be an honorable shout out to uh, DJ Kelly J. She is the third member. She represents Earth. So this is fire. Kelly J is Earth. I am wind. Uh, when we got together, the the, the game plan is to, to keep continue to elevate. So when this came about, we were excited. So for anyone else coming up in the game, you know, we can't let, you can't let the excitement 
development of something like clout, what you know that you should be doing. You know what I'm saying? All on the account of just getting along and going along because um, you could definitely pay for it in the end. Yeah. I still feel like we should talk about the uh, how it ended, even though it went all downhill and how we Absolutely. ended on a high note. We yes. made lemonade. With, you know, I'm trying to soda you. water and sugar. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> yes, it was the good sweet lemonade that, mm-hmm. at the cookout lemonade. Mm-hmm. So, um, as, you know, God's favorite. Um, he's like, okay, y'all learned that lesson, but you can go ahead and have your little fun. So I do have to give an honorable mention and a shout out to Terry Hunter. He is a producer that was up for a Grammy nomination. So they had a, um, a celebration for him at... Do you remember the name of it? Oh, it was Andes. Uh-huh, I think it was called like Andes yeah. on uh, Sunset. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was beautiful. Um, they had a lot of artwork in there, a lot of urban uh, type artwork, a lot of colors. I love the fact that they had like house music upstairs and then they had... Um, yeah, so Terry Hunter was upstairs doing the house music and then downstairs yeah. um, Kid Capri. Capri. Oh my God. I didn't even know I needed to meet him as bad as I needed to meet him. <laughs> that was so amazing. And, so, and when I post this video, I'm going to post a picture of us three, uh, uh, the selfie that we took. You can always tell, like, when I'm, like, super happy because you can't even see my eyes. <laughs> it was really good. And so uh, give a mention to Kid Capri, like, his presence as a DJ, as a MC, as a just as a whole one-man band, I was amazed. It was awesome. Like, the show that he put on, the interaction that he has with the crowd, you know, it, it, it was electric. And when you was there, everybody was grooving. You know, a lot of times when I go out in L.A., everybody just kind of like, <laughs> like, they too cute to dance. But no, people was in there breaking their back. They was sweating in that thing. And even as a person, because, you know, I'm always a little leery about walking up to people. And I'm like, Angie, go. I got you. I'm right here. But you go. And he was like, come on. Yeah, take a bit. And I'm like, when you coming to Vegas, bro? Yeah. You know, he was like, dope. Yeah. Because some people you meet and they be like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So it was all. And then Grandmaster Flash was there. Yeah. He wasn't DJing this time, but I've seen him DJ before and he's dope, too. And I was just like, okay, this is worth it. Okay, yeah. Cali. Okay. Because yeah. I was ready to throw Cali away. <laughs> I was about to cut it off of the maps and all of my books at home and teach my kids that Cali was uh, obliterated in 1922 <laughs> during a Pearl Harbor bomb. And some story I was going to come with, like, never go to Cali. <laughs> it's the dark territory over there. <laughs> so Cali, you you survived this one. They made it through. So yeah, that was a really awesome experience. Um, just and then even like I said, it's just two different classes of uh, types of music with the house music upstairs. Like Terry had that, you know, he had the dance floor rocking. Like everybody was still. Um, the, the electric energy was both upstairs and downstairs. It didn't really matter if you were into it. Like, I was telling Nada when we was walking through, like, I was dancing. You know, sometimes house music, and it sounded a lot like church music, and I just wanted to get some tambourines or something, <laughs> clap my hands. I don't know. It was... It was fun. So I got to give a shout out to Angie T as well. Yes. The the, the other Angie, Angie T. Angie T. Senior. Yeah, senior. Yeah, because I'm junior. <laughs> From Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> she she definitely uh, looked out and made sure we had a good time. So. Oh, and we saw Deion Cole. Oh, Took a yeah. picture with him. You ever saw Dion Cole? Oh, no. We saw Hollywood oh, from... Um, Queen Sugar. <sighs> Listen. And at that point, my arrogance had peaked. And I was like, listen, I done walked up to enough celebrities tonight. Oh, did you? Well, with my lovely assistant. <laughs> <laughs> However, you didn't want to take on that one. I would have been did. with you, but... I regret it now. I know. Because I, I love Hollywood. And that's like, your job. I'm in music. 
you are the host. We know this. There's no confusion. It's never any confusion about me. Oh, boy. Well, but yeah. The, yeah. And then uh, um, the the female from, um, excuse me, the woman from Girlfriends was there. Uh, I don't remember her name. Oh, man. The, the one that was a uh, darker complexion. She dated the short <laughs> white man. I never watched that. You never watched Girlfriends? No. Wow. Yeah. It's all right. They never watched me either. <laughs> it's fine. Wow. Is it just because you? I'm pretty sure you got I'm not to go. a chick flick type of person. It's a movie. I mean, it's a show. You About never girls. went and got your hair done and the salon had it on? Like That I mean, I watched it. It was on. <laughs> I'm not going home like, yeah, honey, let's pop some popcorn <laughs> and watch binge watch Girlfriends. The title alone is not me I might watch something called Boyfriends <laughs> oh my god like, I'm not a chick flick type of chick wow okay well shout out to everybody who watched Girlfriends yeah shout I, out I love it black power whatever it represents womanhood wonderful okay hmm I would say you I'm trying to characterize you as one of the girlfriends now maybe oh there's actually one this, her name is Lynn but she's like sleeping on everybody's couch, not the, so that wouldn't be. It may be a combo. I'm gonna get back to you on that. Okay. Um. So <laughs> to get into your business a little bit, so just as a DJ as a whole, um, what's one one of your biggest uh, lessons that you've learned? Oh, being a DJ. Yeah. Mm. Oh man, it's so many. I feel like every day I learn new lessons. <laughs> Jesus. Um. I don't know. I guess in I was regards say, to working with people. I was going to say okay. the trip we just, we just took was the biggest lesson for me because it was things that I had um, not necessarily went through something so big before, but I went through things similar that put me in a mind frame of never slipping like that. Mm. So I was kind of like, why would you slip? But I guess, like you said, it's a level of excitement and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of um, just trusting other people to do the jobs and, and being... Um, okay with not necessarily knowing how to do certain things but I know business I know Mm -hmm. when it's time to say no I need this or I'm not doing it time is important to me if we're meeting at a certain time and you can't make it then I won't see you you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. like just being able to stick to because people treat you how you let them and I've been like that my whole life Mm -hmm. you know and it's like if you walk around with suck on your forehead they're gonna suck on you Mm -hmm. you know like you just gotta really be firm on things and so I have to be better with that for sure. And all money ain't good money. Mm. That's not hard. You know, mm. like just taking $50 just because you want to be seen somewhere that maybe don't even deserve your presence. Taking gigs for exposure. Mm. Mm. And you do have to do that. You mm. do have to I volunteer. Just to say that. But you have to balance it. You have to know, okay, when somebody's using you or when it's going to benefit both. It's not always just about your benefit. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, how can we help each other? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the what's one of the happiest moments you've had so far being a DJ? Happiest? Yeah. Oh. Like you was like, oh my god, I'm so glad I decided to be a DJ. Like, yes. Probably DJing like um like Africa Day mm. at um Craig Ranch. I think it was last summer. And it was like I don't know. I couldn't see any. I can't really. Well, I guess there's things that could make me happier. But that, to me, still to this day, is like, <laughs> I DJ that Africa day. Like, they think I'm an African. <laughs> Minus the American. Like, yeah, I've been trying to drop that term for so long. Like, I am African. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And then even to have the Africans actually come up to me and they're like, where are you from? And I'm like, Chicago. <laughs> and they're like, no, Ghana. I'm like, 
uh, Chicago, Southside. Like, For real. The hundreds. I don't know. Like my ancestry said. Yeah, and I can tell you that. Yeah, Ghana, Mali, can, yeah, but never been there. So that that is like the best. And because a lot of African-Americans assume that Africans don't rock with them and mm-hmm. don't accept them and uh, look down on them. And I've, def- I've DJed a few of their events. I'm actually in talking to them about doing this year's Africa Day. So mm-hmm. they rock with me. I don't think I'm any different. You know what I'm saying? It's just about being open yourself because we're judgmental too as Africans mm-hmm. in the diaspora. So we got to be open too. And I love their food. We, most of us, yeah. we like, no, I don't want to eat that. To eat with the hand. You it's know, fire. Listen. Y'all missing out? I'm sucking on all 10 of my fingers. <laughs> I want it all. <laughs> Give me the foo-foo. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, just to speak to that, you know, some of my best um, um paying gigs were at a African type themed event um good business I've never had a problem it's been pretty cutthroat so uh but I'm all about bridging the gap too I think it's important for us to kind of um crisscross like you DJing Africa Day and then you know maybe a Nigerian DJ should you know DJ a club kind of mix the two Afrobeats is kind of making its way well it's made its way mm-hmm. over here so it's way more you know cooler more people are wanting to, to get into it so and being a diehard fan you already tapped in so mm-hmm. so yeah shout out to Burner Boy I don't know why but I just want to shout him out we mm-hmm. saw him two years ago shout out to Africa and that was amazing I just love the whole experience Mm-hmm. So real quick, as I mentioned earlier, you are uh, the official uh, DJ for the Wake Up Squad on 88.1. Um, and this is an all-female cast. So how has that experience been? Because I know, you know, before you did not get on the microphone very much at all. But now you're way more, you know, loose. Like even now, I'm like, oh, okay, go ahead, girl. How's that experience been? Um, it's been a journey, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's interesting just to look back on how I started. You know, I started on Fridays with you and Simply Tea, mm-hmm. and then just recently in May, they brought me to the morning show, and I was like, okay, the DJ, great. And then slowly but surely, it'll be like a topic that could be con- could be controversial, and they're like, we need not a boy's opinion. We know <laughs> she's gonna have a different perspective, and I'm they're like, come in here and talk on the mic, and I'm like. Ooh. So it was like slowly but surely. And now I see it's like the wake up squad. And I'm like, and not a boy DJ. (laughs) You know, like I'm still on the side, right? They're like, no, you are the wake up squad. I'm like, oh, I'm really doing this. So it's funny because even when we go out to events and host things, now that's where I have to really like be like, come on. You know, it's not happening. They'll be like, okay, come on, the mic. I'm not getting on the mic in front of a bunch of people. It's not happening. This is where I'm drawing the line. It's not happening. I'm over there DJing. Don't ask me to say anything on a microphone. My, my words speak through music. That's how I speak. I'm going to get you a t-shirt. Ask me a question, I'm going to play a song and respond. <laughs> I'm not even mad. And that's another reason why the dynamic works. A lot of boy DJ doesn't care to get on the microphone. Y'all know, I'll give me a, a good Merlot and I'll spit a fired freestyle for you on the microphone. <laughs> now, Kelly J, she don't mind either, but, you know, she at the same time be like, here, Angie, do your thing. So it just, it, it works for us. And so, uh, and side note, in case y'all wondering, where Kelly J at? She couldn't make it. She had a gig. I would definitely have uh, Kelly J come on another time. Um, And so we can do the same thing. So before we wrap this party up, is there anything else you would like to tap on, touch on, speak on? Hmm. Any nuggets you would like to leave us? Any nuggets? Oh, read your contracts. (laughs) <laughs> Move slow. Mm. You you rather give a slow yes than a quick no type of thing. Like 
all that glitters ain't gold. You know, just all that. But everything you go through is going to build you to be better for the next experience. So I feel like Mm -hmm. you got to take the L's so you can appreciate the wins, you know, and pass on the knowledge. That's why I'm glad we were able to kind of like speak on it and just like I said, let people know what they shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. Not like we're always out here just winning. Oh, we're taking Mm -hmm. L's too. Yeah. The time and dedication. It just popped in my head real quick. We actually, we rehearsed I, I just want to be clear about this we went through and <laughs> went we was like this like oh, no we should do this no we should do that like we literally took time out of our day to schedule a whole performance right and so uh of course you know when it didn't happen it was kind of like oh. but then when I seen Kid Capri and him him perform what I had in my mind is exactly yep. what he did and I was like oh I'm glad that we were there mm-hmm. to see it both of us so now Cause it helped me understand your vision. Cause I was still a little like, "What do you yeah. want? Say it in slow, slower. You speaking? I don't know German." So that helped, kind of yeah. like. So you yeah. got to look at the downs and see how sometimes they can bring you to up. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, we needed that, mm-hmm. and and it's okay, girl. I yeah. paid hundreds of dollars for my makeup. Yeah, you know, I was in the chair getting made up both days. Both days. Yeah, hundreds of dollars. Yeah, for makeup. <laughs> But we met Kid Capri. We we did. Terry Hunter. (laughs) You can follow me on Outta Boy DJ on all social (laughs) platforms. Boy is spelled with the I, so it's N-O-T-A-B-O-I. And DJ goes at the end. I will correct you if you call me DJ Not A Boy because it's Not A Boy DJ. And my tea business is Supernatural Nia. And that's um, .com as well. Mm -hmm. And it's all types of organic, herbal, Mm -hmm. green tea, black tea, peppermint, chamomile. You have like a cleanse, a detox as well. That's not on the website, but I do have it. Yeah. If you're local, if you're in Vegas. Exclusive. Don't worry about it. Or if you send me an email, then I could arrange some type of shipping. But, you know. Okay. Is there going to be another cuffing season? Quick mention. Oh, man. I I was just thinking about that. It broke my heart. I usually do it every November, and I didn't do it last November. And I... Like a few days ago, I was thinking like, oh, it's really hurting me to not have this. So it's coming. I want it to come. I don't know if I need to just wait until November at this point or just surprise people. I feel like if you thought about it and I said it, that means something. And then seven, I'll have to say you by Shea Yemaya because that's seven. Oh, for real? Yes. And that's my mother. And this is the episode. It is. That's meant to be. That's Shea. All right. Uh, So I want to get out of here. I want to thank you again to the Business Entertainment West for the sponsorship. If anyone would like a mention or sponsorship, you can reach me at angt.onair at gmail.com. Thank you, Wesley, in the sound room. Go, Wesley. Go, Wesley. Go, go, go. Twerk, twerk. Make it clap. Make it clap. Don't wait. No, please don't. (laughs) Clap with your hands. That's it. You're being genderist. <laughs> if you would like to run this episode back, if you missed any previous episodes, you can search Sativa Talk Podcast on Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, and of course, UNLV's website. Just search for the podcast. My Instagram is Angie T underscore on air or Facebook at Angie Thompson. I want to send my love and appreciation out to you guys for tuning in, and I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.